Thanks for chatting. I'm at Lottie's, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's, and I'm excited about today's show because it's going to rock. Be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Hey, Shyhards, welcome to episode 142 of Meet Us at Molly's. Today we're gonna deviate from the norm a little bit, we're gonna try something a little bit different. Uh, we've had this idea for, for, for a minute or so just because, you know, knowing that there's a very real possibility that the One Chicago franchise will not be back until 2021, we kind of had to get creative and start brainstorming a couple different things. So tonight we are going to go back into the vault, way in the vault, way before the time of Chicago Fire. We are going to cover an episode of House tonight. So we're going to talk about House Season 2, Episode 8, called The Mistake. Now, if you're sitting there and you're like, what the fuck? Have they lost their minds? Why are they doing an episode of House? Just in case you didn't know, our, our sweet little Jesse Spencer, our, our favorite little Captain Casey, before the world of Chicago came along, he was on a little bitty show called House. And he played a little bitty doctor named Dr. Robert Chase. So we're going to reminisce on that time that he had long, flowing, luscious hair and... We're just going to kind of see how it goes. So you guys know who I am. As always, I'm Gina. Um, Brina should be back next week. Um, in the meantime, we've got friend of the pod with us, real life friend, whether she likes it or not. Melanie is here. Hi, Melanie. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I miss you, my friend. I miss you as well. And I don't usually miss people. So <laughs> I feel special. <laughs> I feel so special. So... As always, we like to start with the news. We don't have any news because, you know, it, it's day like 114.3 of like May, lie, ember, I don't know. <laughs> time is just like blurring together right now. Who the hell knows anymore, right? I mean, time has no meaning. No. It, it literally has no meaning right now. It is day. Today is day. <laughs> yes, we are recording this on day and you will listen to it on day. Yeah, just about. Mm -hmm. so, That's fair. Yeah, so uh, the reason I asked Mel to join us for this episode is because she is the house expert. Um, and when I say house expert, I mean she is the house expert among my friends. Um, yeah, the, the same way One Tree Hill is my jam, house was her jam in the early to mid-2000s. So um, I, I asked her on because I only watched the show briefly and it was only really in reruns it wasn't really as it aired or anything i never really binged it i saw like sporadic episodes here and there so um mel what's your history with the show did you watch it from the get-go um no um <clears throat> excuse me uh i actually started watching it uh in season four um i remember because the super bowl had just aired on fox and right afterwards they had kept showing previews for house and the episode looked really interesting and I was like, you know what? I'm going to check it out and see what it is. So I went to my room and I turned it on and like immediately I was hooked. I didn't know what the hell was going on, but I was interested in Dr. House. I was interested in what was happening. And so I watched that episode and then I immediately, you know, as my 16 year old self didn't have any money, but I went to Target and tried to buy the DVD set for season one. 
which was still $45, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that was, uh, it was probably one of the first shows I ever binge watched what, before Netflix. What was your favorite thing about the show? Um, the, the cases and just the way the show was written. Mm-hmm. Like it was written very well and very smart. Uh, I mean, it, it was, it was like a procedural, like you would have for like, you know, Chicago uh, PD. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were also like sprinkles of like background characters and like what was going on in their life and things like that. And that kept me kind of interested. And then of course the sexual tension between house and Cuddy kept me interested. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I just, it was always fun to see what crazy thing house would do next, to be honest. Yeah. I never really thought of it as a procedural, but now that you say it like that, it was almost kind of like a funny procedural because house is a sarcastic person yes uh, yeah i was gonna replace person with something else and I, it didn't come to me in time uh, <laughs> yeah it's kind of like a funny procedural so that's funny so this episode in particular the one that we're going to cover tonight this aired on november 28th of 2005 november 28th of 2005 i was a freshman in college what were you doing mel in 2005 i was a freshman in high school oh, god <laughs> I'm sure no, Brenna actually, can top that. Brenna's like, Brenna's probably like, I was in like eighth grade. Actually, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> I was a freshman in high school. <laughs> that was so long ago. Jeez. God, I was a freshman in college oh, 15 years ago. Oh, God. You know what's funny is Brandon and I were talking about that today, and he said the same thing. <laughs> Jeez. I know. I always play that game with my coworkers where I'm like, oh, and this year I was doing this only because it makes them all flinch and feel really old and I get some sick joy out of that. So that's always a little, that's always a fun game to play. I do the same thing at work with my boss because I'll be like, oh, I was watching this show, you know, that came out in such and such and I was such and such old and she goes, shut up. I was like 25. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Somebody asked me about some show the other day. It was, it was some. It was like a work call or something. And this guy was like, "Did you ever watch this show?" And I was like, "I was a little too young for that." And he was like, "Ugh." I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." Well, now I want to know what that is. I don't remember what it was, dude. Again, time and space are blurring together. <laughs> it was day. It was day. It was. It, it was happened day at time. time. It happened at time on day. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. At time on day. So this episode in particular, it starts off with a mom at a talent show with her two daughters. Now, the thing that this show always did, uh, it always started with the patient kind of going about their normal life, just kind of doing their thing. And then said medical emergency of the week kicks in, which always was a little eerie to me pre-pandemic. But now in pandemic, I'm like, this is all way too relatable. This makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. Like, it's always a little scary. Did you ever feel the same way? Do I always thought it was kind of cool because it 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 would always like um go zoom in on the body part or like whatever was hurting like it would like you know zoom in on their body and then like go inside their body and show you like what happened. I thought that was kind of cool. So like it's like if they had like a blood clot or whatever, like it would it would like you know they'd be like in pain and, and like it would zoom in on their leg or something and like you'd see like a little piece of like the thing in the clot in their vein and it would just like stop like wherever it was going to stop at. And then like the blood would stop flowing. And I thought it was kind of cool. So in the middle of this, basically the girls are performing and the mom is watching in the crowd and she doubles over like screaming in pain because her stomach's hurting. 
So we cut to six months later and the patient died. So Chase, which is Jesse Spencer, um, Chase and House have to go before the review board. Now, we get to know House a little bit in this scene. I watched this episode as a one-off. Like, I haven't watched anything before or after it. Again, I saw sporadic episodes, but this was like 10 plus years ago. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember what I did yesterday. Never mind 10 years ago. But there are some funny lines in here because the, the lawyer who comes in, her name is Stacy, and she's played by Celia Ward. And she's got history with House that at first I didn't completely understand. So, Mel, can you touch briefly on the history between Stacy and House? I can. Um, so they dated, um, they dated for 10 years uh, and they moved in together like two weeks after they met. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically they were together for 10 years. Then House had a, his, his infarction in his leg, which makes, which is why he's in pain all the time. Um, and basically they got into an argument of whether or not to keep his leg or to basically have it amputated. He wanted to keep it and she wanted to have it amputated. Um, and so they basically knocked him out and they went to a middle ground instead because he thought that he could keep his leg if they just let whatever was going to happen go by itself, like go through its process. But so they just took out the dead muscle of his leg. And so now he's in constant pain and they broke up after that. Um, and then basically that she came back in the picture because her husband got sick at the end of season one. And House saved him, and now because he has to be in um, uh, uh, PT um, at the hospital because he can't walk anymore, uh, she works for the hospital. She's a lawyer for the hospital. Yeah, so it's it's frosty to say the least between Stacy and House. And <laughs> we start off, and I mean, Stacy's avoiding him like the plague, but. Cuddy comes up with some gems of dialogue here. At one point, she mentioned she's like, 40% of our lawsuits last year were about House. If you can't work with him, you can't work here. Just, just everybody take a second and let's just imagine Dr. House working at Chicago Med. Like, he would make Will Halstead look like a saint. Like, Miss Goodwin wouldn't even know what to do with him. She would just be like, I'm not even talking to him. I'm just letting him do whatever he wants. I mean, that's basically what happens in House. Like, she tries to control him, but there is no controlling House. He just basically gets a free pass to do whatever he wants. He would definitely take Crockett under his wing and, like, teach him his ways. I think Crockett would be the chase in that situation. We'll get into it later in the episode, but there, at one point, I mean, you did mention that Chase wants to essentially be like House, right? Uh, I mean, k- kind, kind of. Okay. Kind of. Okay. Yes. So House at Med would just be, like, a it would be it would basically just flip that ed upside down and actually i I would watch that i would sit back and just watch the fireworks it was fun (laughs) so enter baby jesse spencer you guys this is jesse spencer in like his early to mid-20s he is a wee little baby with full-on jared padalecki hair like it's just like long flowy blonde hair it's adorable and mel's laughing at me what did you think of Chase when you watched the show? Uh, um, what did I think about Chase when I watched the show? I thought he was a kiss-ass. Um, I thought he was somewhat attractive. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's what, I mean, y- y- you have to watch the show to understand. Like, there are times I didn't like him, and there are times I did like him. Most times I didn't like him. So... I, you could have just described any of the doctors at Chicago Med. 
I mean, he basically goes, like, he basically throws Tass under the bus a lot of times and almost gets him fired multiple times. And he basically wants to be like House, but is always looking after himself. So he'll throw anybody under the bus to save himself. Which is the complete opposite of Matt Casey, because Matt's very selfless. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just interesting to see who our favorites were before they were on the shows. And so, yeah. <laughs> so in this case, it's it's Chase's first time before the peer review board. He's actually, he seems pretty chill to me. I don't know if that was just like... If that's just his nature or what, but he seemed pretty chill for the stakes being so high. But he starts telling the story. And the fun part here is that since this was the early to mid 2000s, it's just fun to see everybody and play like the, oh, I recognize you from this game. So the patient Kayla, her brother shows up and her brother is that guy from Remember the Titans. Um, the quarterback. The just quarterback. To... Yeah, I, yeah, I can't remember his name for the life of me. The quarterback, the guy who gets in the car accident towards the end of the movie, that guy. Um, Spoiler alert. Oh, it's Remember the Titans. Come on, that movie's 20 years old now. <laughs> also, I feel old. <laughs> but yeah, the patient's brother's the guy from Remember the Titans. And so Kayla started off as Foreman's patient, Foreman played by Omar Epps. Um, but he, she became Chase's patient when he spilled House's Vicodin. Because if you never watched House a day in your life, um, he's addicted to Vicodin. Yeah, right? He is. He is. That, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> So at that point, it's kind of like a butterfly effect thing, right? It's just like if Chase hadn't spilled the Vicodin, would Kayla have been his patient? Would everything have unfolded the way it unfolded? Who knows? Just interesting. Yeah. So Chase examines her. They bond over their parents. And Chase tells these stories that he's like, yeah, I had my tonsils out when I was 12. And then he talks about his mother. And he's like, yeah, she was an alcoholic. Like, me and my father don't get along. The father part we know is true. Was the mother part true? Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So kind of a similar past to Casey. Not that we're like, there's no reason to compare characters because obviously they're two completely different universes. But, you know, Casey's mom killed her father and, you know, all that good stuff. So. Um, Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. K- Casey's mom killed her. Casey's wait. mom killed her husband because he was abusive. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's right. You, you never watched Fire. I don't, That's right. I, I don't I, do Fire. I keep forgetting that. Tell, tell everybody why you don't watch Fire, Mel. <laughs> okay, so I don't watch Fire because, <clears throat> actually, I remember when Fire first started and Jesse Spencer was in the uh, promos. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll check it out because Jesse Spencer's in it. I liked him in house, blah, blah, blah. I tried to watch it. Couldn't get to the accent, y'all. It was not the greatest. The Australian accent kept slipping through and I couldn't, I couldn't not hear it. I just don't understand how you could hear that slipping through because, like, you're American, so I would think that you would hear the American accent and not the Australian accent. I have a lot of questions about this. Well, it's, I, you can just, like, I don't know, there are certain words that you can hear it through, like, for instance, so Hugh Laurie's English, right? Yes. But not once in the episode could you tell he was really English, right? Right. So, but, like... Watching Jesse Spencer try to do an American accent, there are certain words that he would say or whatnot, and somehow, like, the Australian accent would slip through just a tiny bit, and I could catch it because I watched him so much in House. Had you ever seen Hugh Laurie in anything before House? Before House? No. Okay, so maybe that's 
wise. But but I watched stuff during when he was like while house was still going on. I would watch some of his English stuff. Okay. So huh. where he had an English accent. I know you've seen you've seen at least one episode of Fire because when you were watching PD, I made you watch part of a crossover. I know your mm-hmm. face right now. You're just like, do I remember that? I don't uh, remember that. <laughs> yeah. So you guys have heard me refer to this a lot, but I'm going to refer oh, no, to it again. So yeah, a couple of years ago, Mel and I made a deal that we would swap shows. I would watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in exchange for her watching Chicago Fire. Or PD, I'm sorry, Chicago PD. Um, and so when she got to certain crossovers, I was like, I'm coming over. We are going to watch this crossover. The first part of this crossover together, I will explain everything. So you have seen at least one Fire episode. Did you yeah, know? I, did you ahead. know the guy who plays Chief Bowden, British? I did not know that. Eamon Walker. I know you like don't even remember the episode that. right now, but British. Well, no, no, I do because uh, what's her face died. One of the one of the EMTs died. Shay. That one. Yeah, she died. Yeah, that's the one that I watched. It, it's just it's still something I just I'm like when you're just like he can't do the American accent. I'm like Mel, I love you. I just don't I don't get it. He's he's. I, you know what, I can give it another shot, and I can see, but, I mean, I don't know. I just love to tease you, my friend. I heard it. I know. (laughs) I know. I just love to tease you. So, yeah. So, uh, Kayla, she returns the next day for the results of her pathology test, and Chase basically tells, like, multiple versions of this. The whole episode is framed while they're telling stories to Seela Ward's character, And so this is actually, this is like a minor part in the beginning of the episode, but it turns out to be pretty important. So um, Casey runs like a pathology test that basically she has to come get checked 24 hours later. So she returns the next day. And in both of the incidents that are in both stories that Chase tells, he's basically coming off of a phone call. So both times he's hanging up the phone and then he sees her. And so... She mentions towards the end that her stomach hurts, but Chase doesn't ask any follow-up questions, which like, okay. So he explains that he missed the doorknob question, which the way he explains it is like the most important question that always comes at the end of the appointment, right when the doctor is about to leave. Which is like, when you think about it, that like he didn't ask the question and then it led to like the rest of what happens in the episode. That's kind of scary. Yeah. 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 But I mean, to be fair, though, I mean, how many times have you gone to the doctor and said my stomach hurts? And I mean, they're just like, oh, it's fine. Take some aspirin or whatever. and You'll be fine. Like, I mean, 99% of the time you're fine. It's just your stomach. Something's wrong in your stomach or whatever. And it'll eventually pass. For Kayla, she was not as lucky. No, she was not. But it's just kind of it's it's scary because it just kind of reminds you that like at any moment we're always at the mercy of human error right mm-hmm. yeah it's scary which is something we should not talk about given the current climate but hey um <laughs> i know i know so chase missed the doorknob question which he's just kind of like i made a mistake whatever it happens but like also it's pretty crucial so she comes back in two hours later with not one but two bleeding ulcers two um one of which perforated which is a medical term for bad um <laughs> And it basically leads her to become septic, which I think we all know what sepsis is, thanks to that episode of Grey's Anatomy. Um, but, yeah. 
No, I actually don't have any. I don't know what episode you're talking about in regards to Grey's Anatomy. There, it was like an early season one where like they set up some clinic and this patient comes in and she's septic, but they don't realize it until like the whole OR is like passed out on the floor. Huh. And like George goes in and he's like feeling really sick afterwards and Callie's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Huh. I mean, season one of Grey's Anatomy was like a bajillion years ago. So. That was, yeah, I mean, I, I watched like the first like eight seasons and that was it. But that was still like longer than House, I think. Yeah. Well, it's ago. still going. I mean, yeah. Well, well, I mean, longer than House ago. Like, I mean, like, like, did it start before House? I feel like it started before House did. When did, what year did House start? 2000, oh, fuck. 2004. It might have been around the same time because I remember being in college watching the pilot of Grey's. Oh, okay. So like roughly the same time, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So she like she's got like perforated ulcers. It's really bad. And, and Chase tried to call her back in because like he realized once he missed the doorknob question, he was like, I think I missed something big. And so. Stacy, Celia Ward's character, she spends the next couple of minutes just kind of like not interrogating but she's asking her colleague she's like so why did chase screw up like what's happening what's happening and so he she starts with cameron now cameron was played by jennifer morrison jennifer morrison from once upon a time jennifer morrison from how i met your mother uh what else has she been in she's been in a ton of how i met your mother oh yeah oh yeah she was the um she was the one who was with the captain i I never seen how i met your mother so i just didn't you're not missing anything because it ends very disappointingly Um, yeah but yeah, she wasn't How I Met Your Mother, briefly. I think her character's name was Zoe. <laughs> um, Mel's holding her cat right now, and he, he's, like, giving no Fs about what's he's happening. He's so big. He's y'all. just crawling across you right now. So Cameron dodges the question. So take me back to the history between Cameron and Chase. They were, I know they were together in real life, which is, we're not going to talk about that. But the characters, they were, like, were they flirting? Were they, like, a full-on ship? What was the deal with Cameron and Chase? Just in this period in time, or like throughout the throughout the series? Yeah, both. Like throughout the series, okay. what what happened? Okay, so in in, in this episode, <clears throat> they've just been flirting a lot. Like there's there's like chemistry there, but like they haven't done anything yet. Um, and then later on in season two, they hook up, and then uh, they do hookups like for a while until they hit until they hit season three. Mm-hmm. And um, then season three, they finally get together. And then season four, they get engaged. And then season five, they get married. And then season six, they get divorced. So. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, it's good. It's Spoiler good. alert. But really. Spoiler I mean... alert for anyone who wants, you know, if anyone's still watching this show, who knows. Okay. So at this point, they were like circling each other. Yes. Okay. Okay. So Cameron yeah. dodges the question here. Um, she's just like, you need to ask House if he screwed up. Like, I don't freaking know. But Foreman has a field day. So mm-hmm. I feel like I got a lot of information about Chase from this conversation with Foreman because she's just like, okay, well, did he, why did he screw up? And Foreman's just like, because he doesn't give a crap about his patients. And he mentions the tonsil story and how that's a load of bullshit. And then he's like, as soon as he's out of the room, which is as soon as he can be out of the room, he starts trash talking. And he basically says that he thinks that it makes him like house, like that's something to aspire to. So uh, I know I had asked you about that. I was like, so is he really an a-hole or like what's what's going on with Chase? What's what's the deal? Um, He's not really an asshole. He just, I mean... He tries to be like House, but he's like the pretty boy, nice guy mm-hmm. of 
uh, in regards to House. However, I do find it interesting that Foreman's the one that compares him to House when Foreman is the most the most relatable character to House. Okay. Like, he doesn't want to be like House, but the way he acts is like House, if that makes sense. Interesting. Yes. So Foreman's the neurologist, right? Foreman is the neurologist. Uh, fuck, if you hadn't asked me, I could tell you. Um... All I remember is that House Foreman is was neurology and Wilson was oncology. The other two, like, I don't House know. House is a nephrologist, I think. And then Cameron is an immunologist. Hang on, sorry. So it's I like have the to, medical, that I should have written this down. It's like the Medical Justice League, basically. Yes. <laughs> Um, you'd be proud of me, by the way, Mel. Um, I am making my way through the Marvel movies right now. Um, but we nice. we need to talk about that, like, separately. Mel and I haven't seen each other for months, y'all. We miss each other. So, um, yeah. So, after the scene between Foreman and Stacey, there's a scene between Chase and House. And this is actually interesting because, you know, Foreman's, like, he thinks that he, like, this makes him, like, House. Like, that's, you know, something to aspire to. House is the one who rips him a new one. It's not like, you know, it, like, to to Stacy and to Cuddy and everybody, House has Chase's back, but to Chase, he rips him a new one. What I loved in this scene was how he like, Chase was like, well, if she had told me about the stomach pain and the bleeding and everything, and House is like, why didn't she just go to med school like everybody else? <laughs> He's really sarcastic, which is amusing. I'm telling you, Gina, I think if you watched the show, you would like it. Oh, man. Eight seasons. And it's, like, full seasons of, like, 22, 23 episodes, right? Season four is only 12. Was that writer strike year? Yeah. 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 I was 16, I'm sorry. But still, that's still half a season, at least. But, um, I mean, yeah, but you're in quarantine, so what else are you going to do? Um, I could tell you what else I'm watching right now. Um. <laughs> We'll save that for the end, though. I always ask. Yeah, sorry. End, so no, you're good. You're good. Uh, but at one point, yeah. So Chase is just like he's. I feel like there's a little bit of ego there. He's just like not every doctor asks that question. Whatever. Like I made a mistake. No big deal. And House goes, well, mistakes are as serious as the results they cause. And he then he says it. He's point blank. He's like, this girl could die because of what you missed, which is not wrong at all. At all. I mean, and that, and that brings back human error, like you were talking about. I mean. Everybody's fallible, so... Yeah. Yeah, so... You think Chase had a little bit of an ego? Oh, yeah. For sure. Hmm. So, after the surgery, Kayla's liver develops a clot stemming from the sepsis. It's a whole chain of events that he's like, yeah, so this led to that, which led to the perforation, which led to the liver failing, which led to the clot. It's... It's, yeah. Being a writer on that show must have been, like, kind of fun, but also, like, very challenging. I mean, yeah, because, I mean, you want to always have the medical jargon right and make sure that you're saying the right things. Um, but, I mean, like you said, it also must have been fun because, I mean, how often do you get to be like, oh, this crazy case, you know, we figured out this crazy case that we could have for the case of the week or whatever. Like, I mean. That must have been yeah. a very intellectual writer's room. Well, I, th I think I told you the other night that they had some doctors uh, on the writing staff. Mm hmm to help make sure that everything was correct. Yeah. Which I think you told me that med does the same thing. Med does the same thing. Yeah. There's a handful of doctors on there. Yeah. 
I know um, Paul Puri. He's he's a doctor. Um, Jeff Dreyer, who we interviewed in episode one forty one, might have been the one right before this. We interviewed him. Um, it was yes. So last week's episode. Go listen to that if you haven't yet. It's good. Um, yeah. So there are indeed doctors on the set of Chicago Med, and they um, they actually donated all of their PPE and masks and everything to the essential workers in Chicago. So I was happy to hear about that. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Chase is really eager to get Kayla on this transplant list and House has his back, but it's mostly as like a CYA move for the hospital. So, you know, while, while we're sitting there and we're just like, oh man, like House really has Chase's back. How nice. It's really because, you know, there's liability there and House is like, oh no, no, we're not going down like this. Like, I'm just going to cover our ass. And so there's a whole challenge with getting her on the transplant list because Cuddy's like, she has this disorder on top of that, on top of that. And so once that happens, Kayla's brother, Sam, volunteers his liver and he produces the test results to back it up. He's like, oh, I know a dude in medical testing. Like I paid him to rush it. OK. Um, I mean, that's sketch. Totally. So sketch. Totally. Sketch. About that. But Chase understood, too. Stacy was like, are you serious right now? And Chase was like, wouldn't you do the same thing? I think, you know, given the situation, we all would. Well, right, but I mean, I'm not gonna randomly have my test results in my backpack to like immediately have for the doctors. Like, no, I know, I know. <laughs> so yes, while that's no. going on, House is like in the back corner of the hospital bribing one of the transplant surgeons because this is just normal. This is like normal par for the course stuff for him, right? Uh, yes. And it's not really bribing Morris's blackmailing, but I mean, he he starts off with a bribe, quote unquote, and then. It, when they, you know, say no, it then turns to blackmail really, really fast. Because he always, he always seems to have dirt, dirt on everyone in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So, so two months after the liver transplant, Kayla comes in and she has a fever. Turns out her brother has hep C. And so if you're asking the question of like, why didn't this show up on the labs? Because not only did he pay to have the test results rushed, he paid the guy to basically flub them and say that he was clean. Just, like, face, face palm. Well, I mean, all you have to have is, uh, uh, shit. <laughs> Mel's blinking. Those meds that you take to get rid of infections. Uh, well, he mentions interferon, but I think you're looking for antibiotics. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. I always but have yeah, to remind myself, like, at least once every podcast, I always have to remind myself, Billy, Gina, you have no experience in the medical field. You just watch <laughs> a lot of TV. Like, don't forget that. <laughs> I always have to remind myself. So, yeah. So his buddy who he paid for the lab results, he paid them to forge them, too, and say that he was clean, which is just like, oh, my God. So it turns out he had, like, a cancerous mass or something on the liver. And so it got transferred into Kayla when it, the transplant happened. And it grew, like, wildfire there because she was immunosuppressed. I, like... I want what was the what was brainstorming the session in the writer's room like? I mean, do they just sit there with like a whiteboard and like arrows to different conditions and how they make them happen? I mean, maybe, you know, I never, I never actually thought about that, but that would be interesting if they did, because House also does the same thing when he's brainstorming um, like different things that could be mm -hmm. um, different diagnoses. He has like a whiteboard and they write down everything that it could be and, like, and then they'll like mark it out. Or like whatever, so that would be interesting. That's actually a really interesting question. I like that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I that kind of stuff fascinates me. That behind the scenes stuff of how it gets made, I, I could watch, listen, read. I could do all of that for hours. <laughs> so, I, but again, we all know I'm a nerd, so whatever. Uh, so yeah, so it turns out that you know the brother was the one who you know was the asshole here. If you know we're going to apply that, like, am I the asshole account to like 2005? Um, do you know what I'm talking about? No, there's like some subsection of Reddit. And again, we're all in quarantine, right? So like I've hit like the weird corners of the Internet. I don't know. There's some things. There's something on Reddit called like, am I the asshole where people spell out these really crazy situations and then they just let the Internet decide, like, am I the asshole or not the asshole? Um, I'll have to send you some tweets. I'm I'm just. Well, the brother is the asshole in the situation. Oh, the brother is definitely <laughs> the asshole. He is definitely the asshole here. Um and Stacy's thrilled. Stacy's like, okay, that's like an intervening cause. That's good. Like, you know, there's nothing you could have done about that. But we're not done because, of course, we're not done. We're not done. So <laughs> Chase gets sued. And so we go back to, you know, we go back to the telling the story of how he got sued. Sam found a black market liver and planned to take Kayla to Mexico City for the surgery. I would really like to think that, like, black market body parts and organs are not a thing. But I've heard about them on multiple medical shows now. And it scares me that that's a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're for, yeah, they're for sure a thing. That's what, the, that's what the dark web is for. That's one of the reasons it... It's, I mean, there's other reasons it's around. You don't ever want to go there. But, yeah, you, it's, it's, yeah, you can buy and sell body parts. That's why, that's why there's, like, a joke. I mean, there used to be, there was, like, a joke in the early 2000s where, like, people would get knocked out and they'd wake up without a kidney. It was because someone had taken it and sold it on the black market. I always thought that was just an urban legend. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. But just, the world is a very scary place. <laughs> <laughs> It's very scary. Yeah. 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 So Chase talks Kayla out of it. He tells a sad story about his father. He's like, my father died. I didn't know he was sick. You know, um, wouldn't you like to, wouldn't you rather die at home than, you know, die in Mexico City? And so Kayla ends up dying one week later. So the week prior to the present period that we're in now, he had a post-op appointment with Sam and Basically, Sam's about to leave, and Chase just very randomly is like, I killed your sister. And Sam's like, huh? Um, and he just says, he's like, yeah, I was up, I was hungover, you know, I had been drinking the night before, I just had a really bad headache, and I wanted to get out of there. I'm really surprised, like, he didn't get his ass kicked at this point. You know, I actually remember there, like, I remember him getting punched, and apparently that wasn't the right episode, but I could have sworn that he gets punched in the face, and he didn't, but I thought that was coming, like, the whole time. Yeah. And it never came. Nope. Nope. So, yeah, he tells that whole story. And at this point, House is like, yeah, that's not right. So House takes Chase outside and House is like, I've seen you hungover. And if I had known you were drunk, I would have fired you. Like, you weren't drunk. What actually happened? And I almost called him Casey. Chase. (laughs) Chase. uh, Chase is like, it doesn't really make a difference because she's still dead no matter what version of the story I tell. And so House says, you were depressed and distracted. Like, I assumed you had gotten a call from your stepmom. So we go back to the scene when Kayla comes in after her pathology test. And he's on the phone and he's talking and he's like, what did he die of? He's like, I didn't even know he was sick. Like, that can't be true. He hangs up the phone and it turns out that that phone call was him finding out that his father had died. Which, like, poor thing. Yeah. 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 
I mean, that's, that's I mean, it's rough news to get. I'll just say it from personal experience. Um, especially getting that call right out of the blue like that. Yeah. Um, it would definitely distract and uh, depress someone immediately. Um, but just some. <laughs> Your cat has <laughs> something to say about house. He he does. <laughs> and there it is. Um. <laughs> Uh, but just some backstory real quick. So Chase's dad actually came on the show a few episodes earlier in the season and um, House figured out that he had cancer and his dad asked him not to tell Chase about it because they weren't that close and he really didn't want him to worry about him. Mm-hmm. So House didn't tell him. And then, of course, Chase feels betrayed after House has this conversation with him. Which is uh, understandable completely. Yeah, but I mean, it's a hard situation to be in. Like, if you're, if the dad asks you not to say anything, you know, I mean, what can you do? I mean, do you? So, I mean, and it wouldn't. I mean, it wouldn't have made Chase. It wouldn't have made him feel any better. You know. Right. Were they Were they even in the process of like repairing their relationship or anything, or was it still kind of cold and awkward? Um, I mean, they kind of, they kind of fixed their relationship towards the end. It was um. Like, at the end of it, like, they were kind of a little more chummy, and Chase kind of put his bags in the back of the taxi and was like, hey, you want to get a beer? And then his dad was like, well, I have to go catch my flight or whatever. Um, but his dad was like, well, next time I'm in town, we can get a beer, knowing he would never be back in town. But, yeah. That's odd. That's odd. Yeah. How did this impact him going forward? Did they did they follow it through, or did he just kind of did it roll off his back? He just kind of rolled off his back. He could only- just do that. The only show, the the only time they really like did in depth like, you know, uh, things like that was with House, hmm. really. So, huh. So, Chase and House go before the committee, and just to sum it up, the committee basically says, "Yeah, Chase, you fucked up. You fucked up bad, but your dad died, so whatever." <laughs> I mean, it's pretty accurate, right? Yeah. 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 I don't think that would work in any hospital ever, anywhere, except, you know. Oh, I know where. I know where. Chicago Med. Showcase. <laughs> and, and maybe uh, Grey's Anatomy. Maybe there, too. Uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But, yeah. Would definitely work in Chicago Med. You know what was interesting, too? And, I mean, okay, so the episode basically ends, and then I'll circle back to what I was going to say. So, yeah, the committee's like, whatever, Chase. Like, you're suspended for a week. Don't do it again. But also, Dr. House, um, you done fucked up. And so the whole episode ends, and it turns out that House is basically going to have his work supervised by Foreman for the time being. <laughs> now, would it be safe to say that House, in a way, like, took the fall for Chase? Mm, no, I think what happened was it was determined that because Chase is under doc- because Chase is under House, mm-hmm. House is ultimately responsible because he wasn't checking up. Because because it was technically House's patient. Mm-hmm. House delegated him to Chase or delegated her to Chase and didn't really keep up with what was going on, and then the result was that she died. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was like a fair outcome here? Do you think Chase should have been reprimanded more? Um, I mean, again, that's a hard thing to say because I mean, his dad did just die, but I do think that some sort of punitive action probably should have happened mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. 
yeah. something. I don't know what. I don't know what you can, you know, do to. I don't know what you would do, but. Do you think this episode like accurately depicts Chase the character, or do you think like he does he have like a full arc after the, or not a full arc like after this? But I mean, does he does he change it all over the seasons, or is this pretty much Chase? Um, he changes so. In the first three seasons, he's kind of like, he has no backbone. Okay? Mm-hmm. So he basically does whatever House says when he says it. How high do you want me to jump? Whatever. Uh, season four, um, he actually got fired at the end of season three. And in season four, he is head of the ER. No, he's head of surgery. Head of surgery. Yes. He's a surgeon. There we go. I'm on the same page now. <laughs> um, and so... He can kind of say no to House if he wants to. He doesn't have to, you know, he's not under his tutelage anymore. He can do whatever he wants. Um, Season five is about the same. Season six is the same. But he's less in there because they have, because, I mean, they're no longer, like, main characters on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And then season seven, he gets, seven or eight? It may be eight. It may be eight. I can't. I've only seen season one or season eight one time, so I can't mm-hmm. remember. But um, he gets stabbed, and it's House's fault. No. And then he has like trouble walking, and so like there's like a whole arc about that. But like I said, I've only seen it one time, so I don't remember the arc very well. And I don't remember what exactly happened. Is season eight one of those situations, like, when a show kind of overstays its welcome and it's just not that good? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't... Honestly, I almost didn't watch it, but I was so invested. Like, I had spent so many countless hours watching and rewatching House that it wouldn't have made sense for me not to watch it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, Lisa Edelstein, who plays Cuddy, wasn't in it mm-hmm. anymore. Um... I mean, just, and then, like, after that, like, they made House jump the shark, and it was just, it just wasn't, I don't know, it just wasn't the same. Because basically, House House and Cuddy got together in season seven, Mm -hmm. and they broke up, like, right towards the end of it, and then season seven ended where he slammed his car into her house, and then he went to prison. What? Yeah. (laughs) I can't make this shit up, dude. What? What? So, like. So, so basically what happened at the end of season seven is Cuddy asks how she left her hairbrush at House's apartment. Okay. So she asks for it back. So House takes it over there. Right. And he sees her flirting with some random guy in the window of the house. And he gets upset and then just rams his car into the, into the house. And which is so, like I said, it's so out of character. Jumping the shark, like, ridiculous. I was going to say, is that the moment when he jumps the shark? Yeah, and then season eight, he's in prison. Because he, you know, rammed his car into Cuddy's house. <laughs> that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a great time. Um, not, to, not, not to talk anybody out of binging house, but also, like, wow. I mean, really, if, look, guys, if you wanted to binge House, just binge one through six. Finish six, and you end on a high note, and it's Chris Gravy. This is like with West Wing, how everybody tells me to, like, skip five through seven and just stop at four. Or, you know what, or, 
or even if you just wanted to get into the good stuff, if if you like Hassel and Cuddy, you can do one through six and then watch seven or seven episode one, seven episode two. That's it. That's all you need. And the rest stop of it, it can just just stop. Just done. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> okay, so explain to me one thing because I know I know that there is like a house fandom joke. Okay, explain to me the whole thing about it wasn't lupus. Okay, so. Um, are you familiar with what lupus is? Yes. Okay, so, so, every single time, at least in the first couple seasons, in the first early seasons, um, symptoms would present as lupus. And so, Forma would always be, is lupus. It has to be lupus. And House would always be like, it's not lupus. It's never lupus. (laughs) And then, finally, in season four, we finally got a case of lupus. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I remember the early days of Fire. Um, they had the the cast did some sort of like a Paley Fest type thing, and somebody mm-hmm. asked Jesse Spencer a question and mentioned like it wasn't lupus, and Jesse got a good laugh out of that. I do remember that. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Like I said, they it, it, it wasn't always Foreman, but every once in a while, like every couple episodes, someone would be like, "It's lupus," and then they would test for lupus, and it was never lupus. And so, like, there was one time when they were like, it's lupus in house. It's never lupus. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> it's never lupus. <laughs> Interesting. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Cool. Um, I can't let you go without recanting the story of the time I saw Hugh Laurie at ATX Festival. <sighs> God. I know. I'm so jealous of that. Even though I did meet him, like, the day before that. that that's not the point. <laughs> Wait, you were, were you there that year? No, you were in Austin that year for, like, something else. No, I was in Houston. So he had two shows. He had a show in Austin and he had a show in Houston mm-hmm. um, for his band. And um, I think the night before he was in Austin and that's when you saw him. And then he had driven the next day to go to Houston. And then I had met him and got his autograph and photo and stuff. Did you die a little bit inside? Look, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's a little bit of a fever dream. Not going to lie. I've never actually met someone that I like like so much like i've never like actually like met them in person Mm -hmm. and so like me and my friend we were sitting out there we were waiting and i'm telling you it was like 11 30 midnight by the time he finally like came out of the door and like i remember because like the 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 windows were like um they were clear so you could Mm -hmm. see like him coming down the stairs and like walk out the door and like I like saw out of the corner of my eye. He was like this really tall English, tall Englishman. Okay, right. And like I looked and I was like, no. And then he opened the door and like I saw him and like I immediately like like my legs got weak and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is life? How do I breathe? What do I do? <laughs> yeah. So listeners, if you're not familiar with Hugh Laurie, go Google him. He is insano talented. Like really, really talented. He's in a band. He does a lot of other stuff. Like, he's a talented dude, for sure. For sure. So, yeah. And so the the night that I saw him was, it was, like, maybe 2014, 2015. It was, like, back in the day. And so um, I remember we were leaving the main hotel, like, the, the main hotel where everything happens at ATX Festival. Um, you know, everybody kind of congregates there and then goes their separate ways. And so I remember leaving the hotel that night and seeing, like, a profile of this guy through the window. And I stopped and I looked at my friends and I was like, guys is it me or does that guy outside look like Dr. House? 
And they were like, yeah, he kind of does. And then like we went about our ways. And then the next day I was talking to somebody and I was like, I saw this guy last night who looked just like Dr. House. And the person I was talking to was like, oh, yeah, Hugh Laurie was definitely here. Like that was totally him. <sighs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. happened. That happened. So any other notes about this episode? No, I think you hit all of them. I think we hit everything. Cool. Yeah. So if you guys want to get a good dose of baby Jesse Spencer, definitely watch House. Um, you can also watch the Australian show Neighbors, which, like, to my understanding is, what, like, Australian Degrassi? You don't want to watch Neighbors, girl. Don't, don't listen to Gina. Don't listen. Don't watch Neighbors. It's a terrible idea. I've don't never do it. seen it. I just know he was on it. I'm just saying you don't want to watch it. It's not good. Is it like Australian Degrassi, as in it just keeps going and going and going? Yes. Okay. Yes. And basically every Australian actor who is somebody was on that show at some point? Yes. So, like, we could, in theory, go back and find episodes of Neighbors with the Hemsworth brothers. I don't know if they were in Neighbors. They had to have been in Neighbors. They had to have been in Neighbors. Okay. So, Australian Degrassi is all you really need to know. (laughs) You're Googling it right now to find out, so. Damn. He was in Neighbors! Chris there you or go. Liam? Uh, Chris was in. Chris was in it. Let me see if Liam was. <laughs> um, who are some Liam, other Australian? Liam was not. Hugh Jackman was he in Neighbors? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going through all the Australians I can think of now. Hugh Jackman was not in Neighbors. He turned down a job in Neighbors. <laughs> this is amazing. Russell Crowe was in Neighbors. I was going to ask about him. Okay. Um, is Gerard Butler English or Australian? He's English. He's English. Okay. Um, Nicole Kidman, she's Australian. Uh, who else is Australian? And I'm just, I just googled Aussie actors and, <laughs> and neighbors. <laughs> this is a fun game. Um, okay, so Margot Robbie. Okay. 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 Russell Crowe, like I said. Chris Hemsworth. I don't know who that is. Uh, Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. She's Aussie. Isla, Isla Fisher. Yeah. Isn't she married to Sasha Baron Cohen? That is, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> it's actually on here. Uh, uh, Naomi Watts. Sometimes in quarantine, you start naming every Australian actor you can think of and seeing if they were on Degrassi or not even Degrassi neighbors. Uh, if you've seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Luke Mitchell is also in Neighbors. Okay, okay. Um, he was also in Blind Spot. He was Jane's brother. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Heath Ledger was in, was in Neighbors. Oh, rest in peace. Uh, Liam was also. Liam Hemsworth was. Okay, okay. This is uh, a great game. Ryan uh, Quantin from True Blood. I didn't watch True Blood. Uh, he's Jason in True Blood, if you know who that is. Did you watch that show? Yeah. I did watch True Blood, yes. Okay. okay. Um, oh, Simon Baker from The Mentalist. I didn't know he was Australian. I didn't know that either. So <laughs> this is a go. great game. So uh, before we go yeah. any further down the rabbit hole, <laughs> speaking of shows like True Blood and things like that, Mel, what are you watching right now? What am I watching right now? Um, it's quarantine. We're all binging I something. I don't know. Uh, I just binged uh, Hugh Laurie's new comedy, actually, on HBO. Um, That's called... not the one he did with Killian Murphy, is it? The Night Watch, or The Night, the Nightsman, something about night? 
No, it's called, it's called Avenue 5. Okay. Um, I just binged that. Um, I'm binging CSI. <laughs> um, hang on. Give me one second. Let me see. Uh, I just finished binging The Office. Okay. Um, I finished binging uh, Prodigal Son with... Um, The guy that's in Good, Good Omens. Omens. Uh, Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Mm-hmm. And it has Lou Diamond Phillips. Is that well. good? I've heard... People are kind of torn on that one. And it just got renewed, too. I like it. I liked it more than I thought I was going to, to be honest. Okay. It was actually really good. Um, New Amsterdam. Okay. Uh, and I've just finished binging Money Heist and uh, Sunderland Till I Die. Oh, my God. We have to talk about Money Heist. The best. Money Heist is so good. So speaking of Money Heist, I'm also binging a Spanish show. I know I talked about this with Perry last week, but I am binging another Spanish show called Locked Up. Um, And it's got the actress who plays Nairobi. She is in that. Um, It's basically a Spanish like prison drama. It's so good. Um, The Spanish title is Visa V. I'm, you know, butchering that because I didn't take Spanish. But still, it's um, it's on Netflix. It's called Locked Up. It's fantastic. Um, I'm also speeding through The Rookie. I got roped in. I am now watching The Rookie. I can't, do Nathan Fillion. I can't do Nathan Fillion anymore. Um, but it's pretty good, actually. Okay. It's pretty good. So, And th- there's a ship in there that most of us are already, like, super trash for. But I know you, and I know how you ship, and I don't think you'd be on board with them. Interesting. Now I want to go see what it is. <laughs> I mean... Just to see. No, just just because I think that's interesting that you would say that I'm, I wouldn't ship them. I know you. Just because I know you. Hmm. I also didn't finish Younger. How's Younger? How did you finish? I'm not caught up on Younger. Oh, but that's another show that we love. Um, The Bold Type is coming back June 11th, by the way. But you never watched that, did you? I not watched The Bold Type. No, love The Bold Type so much. But again, it's quarantine, dude. We're just like you know, you can only watch so many One Chicago reruns before you just sit down and you're like, I miss them. Okay. I just rebinged Pitch too. Oh, oh my gosh, Pitch. Okay, so I had heard that that was coming back to Hulu, and I was like, this is just gonna make me really mad. Like, I don't, I don't. I don't want to rewatch it. It's just going to make me mad that it got canceled in the first place. I mean, yeah, but it was so good. It was so good. Okay, so if you don't know what Pitch is, um, great drama that came out on Fox, like, who knows how many years ago. But like three? Three, maybe? Oh, my God. This cast. Okay, so Mark Paul Gossler had a beard. Um, Mark Consuelos, Allie Larder, um, Kylie Bunbury. Oh, God, who else was in it? I'm not good with names. Michael Beach, he was in it. Um, yeah, so basically it's all about the first female pitcher in Major League Baseball. It was so good, and it deserved a second season, but it got canceled. And I'm still bitter about it all these years later. As you should be, because Fox had gold in their hands, and they didn't want to do it. Complete gold. Complete gold. Yeah. So good. I know. And then, like, last year they were talking about maybe doing it again, and it didn't happen. Well, I mean, there's a rumor that if if it does well on Hulu, it could it could it could come back. I mean, I know Mark Consuelos is on Riverdale right now, but like, come on, just come back and do Pitch. Pitch is way better anyway. It's, it's way better than Riverdale. Like, way more important story to tell. <laughs> <sighs> I'm, I'm yeah, I'm still bitter, and that's why I have not gotten around to rewatching it yet. And all my friends are like, "Oh my god, Pitch!" And I'm like, "I can't do it. I'm gonna throw shit at the TV." I mean, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But on the flip side, go watch Pitch. Um, 
so good. So good. So yeah, um, we talk a lot. And again, we haven't seen each other in months. Okay, we just have some catching up to do. And so we're doing it on the pod. Just kind of. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back, guys. And if you haven't seen it, as much as I love to hate that show, it's a great show. And if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. Um, whatever season they were in space. Um, what's it? Uh, Dominic Reigns is in that season. He's one of the Kree. Um, he's on Chicago Med now. He plays Dr. Marcel. Um, yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep, he is one of the Cree. So yeah, if you want to get your like early Chicago Med on, totally. I've heard this new season's taking place in like 1931 in New York. I don't know anything about it, to be honest. I still haven't finished last season because I've been told how it ends. And so I'm just... You got to see it through, Mel. You got to see it through. I know, I know. I'm, I'm very much in like the house situation right now where like I don't like... Like I love the show. Don't get me wrong. I love the show. I love the characters. But what I said was going to happen, happened. And the fact that it happened, I'm upset about it. So. I know, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was, is, it's, it was also your jam for so long. It is. It is. It still is my jam. It's just. Then Stargate came along and became my ultimate jam of oh my life God. all yes. time. Stargate is big time Mel's jam, which let's, let's, let's move on. So I'm glad you said that. Um, otherwise, we'd be like lamenting pitch all night. Um, <laughs> Okay, so Mel, tell everybody all of the places where we can find you. Where you can, f- all of the places? Like social media. Okay, so. Like, don't give out your address on the pod, but, you know, all of the places <laughs> on social media, we can find you. Okay, um, so I also have a podcast. Yes. Um, it's a Stargate podcast I run with two of my friends, two of my best friends, actually. Um, <clears throat> it's called Chevron's Lock 7. Um, you can find that if you're interested in Stargate or whatever um, at Chevron's Lock 7. Um, on Twitter. Um, you can find me personally at Melanie Martian. Um, it's M-A-R-S-H-A-N. Um, you can also find me on Tumblr if you are on Tumblr. Um, I'm my, my stupid dumb flyboy. And <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's about it, I think, where you can find me on the internet. Beautiful. Interwebs. So you guys know where you can find the pod. We're everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. It's Meet Us at Molly's right across the board. Email us anytime about anything. Again, it's quarantine. Like, we're all doing different things and we're hanging in there, you know. Uh, Meet us at Molly's at gmail.com. Email us anytime. You can follow me individually at Gina Watches TV on Twitter. Uh, Bryna is at BrynaK13. Guys, if you like the show, which we really hope you do, because you've made it to the end of this episode where Mel and I have lamented pitch. We have talked about Jesse Spencer's long, flowy hair. Um, what else have we done in this, this this time we've been on together? Um, uh, we talked about the people that are neighbors. <laughs> yes, we, we played the game of like, was that Australian actor on Neighbors? So if you've made it this far, we really hope you like the show. So if you could please take a moment to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We would so greatly appreciate that. So Bryna will be back next week and we will be discussing the season one finale of Chicago PD. So that'll be fun. We're going to kind of take it back to uh, what, 2014, 2013, whatever. Um, And we're going to kind of reminisce on that. So in the meantime, everybody have a good weekend. Wash your hands. Stay six feet away from people. Check on your friends. Be safe. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.